Getting hit? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. Welcome to the show. I'm sure if you've heard a couple of these podcasts before, you would know I love getting out and about with my microphone, meeting real-life people, and uh, trying to connect with what might help you plan your wedding, which is the whole point of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. So over the weekend, I visited the London Etsy Wedding Fair. Now, Etsy, as you would know, is a global marketplace. You can buy pretty much anything you could ever think of and uh, would want to own on Etsy. I'm a big fan of it because it supports local artists and artisans and people that want to create perhaps people that, as you'll hear in the interviews that I'm going to play, you have left corporate boring jobs and have decided to expand their horizons career-wise and be creative and help you out. There were so many great people at this event. I could have recorded hours and hours, and I did, to be honest. It's going to take me months probably to edit through all of the audio that I collected. But today I thought I would bring you a themed Etsy episode, and that is learning about invitations and stationery and graphic design, because it's a really big part now of planning a wedding. From the moment that you send the save the dates to the time that you send your thank you cards, you are basically creating a bit of a theme that will carry on throughout the entire wedding planning process. Now, sometimes you you don't think of it that way, but when you start designing your save the date, you should probably have a bit of an idea of what sort of wedding you're going to be planning, or at least have an inkling of color schemes or the vibe even. You don't have to get I'm not talking about getting super graphic designy. I just mean if you maybe want to put something on a, a cardboard card, perhaps you're having a bit of a hipster bohemian wedding. I don't know. Whatever you want. There are no rules. You know I love to break the rules because they don't exist. Ooh, getting a bit excited. So today I bring you three interviews that are, I think, pretty fun. I will say so myself. I had a really nice time at this at this day. Um, I interview a lovely girl who focuses on letterpress printing, something I think is very classy, but a lot of people don't really understand what it is and why it perhaps costs a little bit more than standard graphic design. And also I speak to two wonderful illustrators all about their craft and also respecting the fact that creative people, and I, you hear me bang on a bit about it, and I say bang on because I get on my, this is my one sort of area of, of passion that I really will not let go and that is paying creative people what they're worth and to be honest over the years I have been ripped off and I've accepted being ripped off because I think oh I need to get this work I need to give this work for free or I need to do this for free and I'd say no to that now we are just as worthy of you professional people that wear tires and go to offices so we talk about that as well i am so delighted to bring you this episode we we begin with george from etsy the uk she's worked there for over 5 years she is etsy old school and i say that with absolute respect because when you think about it etsy hasn't been around for a long long time it's uh, quite new and she has seen it all she has bought it all and she's a lovely gal so here it is my etsy stationery and uh, invitation-based episode. Listen, learn, hopefully have a few laughs. Here we go. 
I'm in the Etsy wedding fair. And I say in because we just said off, off mic, and I'm going to make you say it again, George. It feels a little bit like we're inside Pinterest. Yeah, that's the idea that we wanted to go for, that you would come in and you would just be inspired by everything that you you know, you know see around you, whether it's like the cakes or the wedding dresses and all the flowers. So you're just walking into a Pinterest board. And it's beautiful and I want to live here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Have you done wedding fairs elsewhere, or is this the first? Um, we've, we did a wedding showroom a couple of years ago, but this is the first time we've actually got sellers, um, so that people can come in and they can meet sellers, and they can hear a little bit more about sort of the story behind the product. So this is the first time we've done anything like this. When I've done an Etsy wedding podcast special edition in the past, what I love is telling the stories of the vendors because so many people have come from crappy corporate jobs or they've always had a, an urge to create art but couldn't find an output. So Etsy is really giving people an opportunity to make a living out of it and flourish. Yeah, I, totally. I think, I mean, if you speak to some of the sellers here, people are from all you know different backgrounds, different walks of life. Some do this part-time. Um, some it's their, now their full-time job. Um, so there's a real mix and there's a real mix of stories as well. It's nice to be able, and having been married before and planned a wedding, I think it's nice to come in and touch stuff, look at it, you know, embrace, because that come, sometimes can be hard for people to project, I suppose. Project, maybe not the right word. Imagine what they're going to see. So this is quite a nice event to actually get hands-on. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had, um, we've had that feedback already. Um, just last night, somebody said that um, they had seen one of the jewellers here on Etsy and they were really interested in buying the wedding ring, but actually having seen them here and being able to try them on has made their decision for them that, that you know, this is definitely the product they want, but they're quite excited about being able to come down and see products that they'd seen online and just being able to touch them and feel them. What are some of the most popular things that sell on Etsy? Not to put you on the spot here. Um, it's probably, I mean, with it, like weddings is one of our top five categories and does really well. And I think a lot of people find Etsy when they're, they're planning their weddings. Um, and I think it's a real variety of things like reception details, probably, you know, like the stationery, um, like cake toppers, things like that, where people can actually add their personal touch and make their, everyone wants to make their wedding unique. And I think, Whatever type of bride you are, you can find something on Etsy and kind of personalise your wedding that way. And I like how you said you, you, they might find it during the wedding process and then they graduate to finding stuff for the house. And Because I'm really into all the art on Etsy. I get a bit obsessed. Uh, yeah. I mean, my... I do have like one wall that is just full of Etsy art because as I'm like searching on, online for things, I'll always come across um, really cool artists. Um, we've got a lot of... Um, a lot of illustrators who graduated um, and then have used Etsy as like the alternative to a gallery route. Um, so I think, yeah, once you start looking on Etsy, you just discover so much more than like what you were looking for. I can't even imagine working there because you would just be exposed to it 24 hours a day. I have my little limits. Like Pinterest, I go, you know, you're going to spend 25 minutes or I get lost in this vortex of amazing things, which I don't have a bank account, bank account to pay for. Yeah, it's having worked at Etsy for nearly five years now, I think uh, my whole house is just full of product because even if I'm, I'm trying to find something for work, I normally end up buying something. So I think my boyfriend just accepts that most things that come in the post are from Etsy. Are from Etsy. <laughs>
Well, I wish you well today. I'm going to go and explore, meet some vendors, just poke around. Good. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you. Wolf, Inc., which one are you? I am both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is your lovely name? Um, My name is Julia Wolf. Hence the Wolf and Ink, um, and we make letterpress stationery. Let's debunk some letterpress stuff, because a lot of people, I read online, I even get some questions, I do a and a episode, people not understanding quite what letterpress is slash are, and why it costs a little bit more money. Can you debunk that? Very good question. Letterpress is a printing process that is using a very old, always an antique press. Nobody makes a modern letterpress machine. You can't buy one. It's not, an, it's not a modern printer. And there's two ways to do it. Either you get a plate made, which is then pressed into the paper, which is why you can get that lovely embossed texture. Or you can actually use old individual bits of type. So you put each letter together, typesetting it, and then you create all the words for your invitation, and that would be pressed into the paper. And understandably, this process is a lot slower than a normal digital printer in every stage and phase. So that's why the costs are normally more. Okay, so you've completely just answered the question perfectly. Because now I understand. Because I love... So if you if you were listening, if you are listening out there, it's when you run your hand, if you feel it's usually a quality card we're using, isn't it? Yeah. It's normally a very thick card. And we often use... Um, most of our stuff's printed on cotton cards. So it's got a softness to it that means it takes the texture really nicely and it's much thicker than a normal digital printed card which very thick papers won't go through a digital printer anyway it just won't feed them so but you can also print on kind of weird and wonderful things and that's the beauty of it because you're placing it in and then pressing it together you can print on some sub wood anything many things you'd never be able to run through a normal printer so i would like to see someone do some just blocks of wood invitations yeah would be amazing we should do some well, let's work on it together. I mean, the postage would probably break the bank, but probably. <laughs> okay, so letterpress. We've debunked why it's a. It, they just look quality. Can I just say I'd have everything printed on letterpress if I could. Me too, probably. <laughs> You've got the facilities. It's just time consuming. It's just a matter of time. Or everything in my head. Constantly be sending people posts each with individual letters. But uh... hereby, here the I have printed this electricity bill. <laughs> It's letterpress. Okay, so if couples, when couples approach you and they ask for a quote and they want something really fancy, you've got to, you've got to pretty much explain exactly what you've just explained to me. It's quite a lot of time and effort that goes into actually designing and creating the, the press. It is. And because it's quite a unique process, it's quite nice that we do everything in-house. So it means that we can design it specifically to be printed on the press because we know the entire process. Whereas if you design something and then you think maybe we'll try it on the printing press, it can get complicated. It often doesn't work very well. It means the type of designs you get are quite different to actually what you'd normally do on a digital printer. They tend to be a bit cleaner and kind of really let the layers level up because you'd print every colour separately if you want to put them together. So you'd print any background colours first and then bring together the text. So it's a it's a different design process as well as a different print process. What I love about it, it, it is ye olde world. Very much, very much. Our press was built in 1880. No way! So, yeah, ancient, absolutely ancient. Where did you find that? Um, a man, man and a, a man. man. I love it. A man. It's always one sort of guy knows guy. someone. Yeah, just a chat with some tools and a few presses in his garage. I'm so impressed. Impressed? Exactly. <laughs> this is laughs a minute here with me. Go, Jesus, get out of my face. Okay, so is it messy? It's it can get messy. Can get messy. But generally, it's kind of 
it's quite a work getting the first print together that's where all the time is invested really so there you've got a bit of a later on once everything's ready to go but getting that first print right takes maybe an hour to three hours depending on it's like a pancake the first pancake's always bloody hard and then they all just work and then they're perfect from then on then you get your flip right and everything that's not going in the bin that's going in my face it's going to be eaten <laughs> so what's the process of ordering a letterpress invitation set stationery set from you how long does it take and what's the deal basically it dip, uh, we have a set of designs that are from the collection so you could personalize them with your text and your names and things like that or we do a lot of bespoke designs where we would create a graphic or a logo for you personally and the time frame to get the um ready to go collection is around three to four weeks and to get the design for you is probably four to six weeks depending on how long it takes and how much you know when we first meet and have a conversation um and that is nice connecting i think personalization is obviously very popular and lovely in the wedding industry and there are some things that on the podcast i say yeah save your money or just you know you can cut corners but to open i've had a couple of invitations sent to me that are letterpress and to open that heavy card and open it up and go oh that's quality it really does give you an impression of what the first impression of what you're going to experience at a wedding it does and i think it's we quite often with our design few as well give people little hints that are in there so they're getting this invitation and they don't really know what it's about, but maybe there's a little um, illustration of somewhere and, and they start to put bits together. I mean, we did one where they actually had an owl that was going to fly in with the rings. So there was a little owl in the design, but with other things. So people had been given the impression of it a little bit more. So you're t- starting to tell the story of the day, but not giving anything away. And I think that's always the lovely thing about getting something created for you. You can really begin to show off about what you're going to do. And of course, I say of course, I'm just putting the words in your mouth. You would do other like play settings and extra things they could include in the the full celebration? Yes, absolutely. Most things we often do CD sleeves, a full range of um, full range of stationery really from from save the dates all the way through to thank you cards. I love it. Don't forget your thank you cards, people. <laughs> Got to say thank you. You have to say thank you and make it all match. It's nice. It is, it is. Best way to go. I agree. Look, well, I wish you both the best, your silent partner here, lady. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And if we want to get in touch, how do we do that? Um, You can get in touch on our website, wolfandink.co.uk. And on Etsy? And on Etsy. Wolfandink also. Simple, pimple. There you go. All right, thank you, ladies. I wish you the best, and I want to come and see that machine. I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) I'm going to pump that machine. I am seeing two very beautiful ladies and two very beautiful uh, artwork. What are we doing? She's giggling like I'm insane. <laughs> Who are you? Hi, I'm Pinna. Pinna. Yes. Partly to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I like, I just want to just, when you have a microphone in a public place, sometimes people recoil like I'm some sort of, you know, trying to get them into a cult. <laughs> I can see why that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. This bubbly Australian, they're going, what do you want from me? What are you going to do? Leave me alone. (laughs) So we've got Pina, and what's your name? Terry. Pina and Terry. Now, you both run separate businesses, but you're sitting here together, and I like that. Can you talk me through what we're seeing? Because it's an audio-visual, it's not a visual podcast, it's an audio (laughs) podcast. What do you do? Um, I do wedding stationery of any kind, really. So from, like, invites to save the dates to um, info cards, maps, menus... I love Anything it. paper. You know what do you do? 
I also do stationery and it's just anything again from invitations and save the dates and maps and um yeah just I illustrate everything and paint everything and it's incredibly I, I look at some of the stuff and I was just saying to the lovely girls I was interviewing about letterpress and how much time and effort does go into creating these amazing works of art which is what it is it's a pretty full-on job do you find people try and barter you down or not respect your art Pina's laughing holding a little mouth definitely all the time it's quite hard to like stick to to remember like you say how much work and and actually hours goes into it so I'm I'm getting better at like holding my ground on that but I think people often think because it's paper it shouldn't cost very much at all but they're idiots in bulk anything costs a reasonable amount so yeah I do I do find that a bit hard sometimes and I know that you've had the same as well totally like we was just talking about this a bit earlier and it's just it does get a bit frustrating but as hopefully they can see the value in it in the end after you explain like the processes that you have to go through and but yeah it it is difficult when they start to barter here's the thing I'm a performer I'm a comedian I've written for years for television and also I've written a book you don't know how many times and I'm oh you do because you're in the business people go oh it's I'm doing you a favor I'm giving you exposure and you go get fucked (laughs) oh yeah I've had lots of exposure sales to me what does that bring you nothing it's like can I can you just do something for free but it only happens in creative industries it doesn't you don't you wouldn't expect to you wouldn't expect that to happen in like retail or in like the sort of you know like banking world or going to your accountant going thank you for doing my tax can I pay you three peanuts and you know what I'm going to tell my friend that you did great tax so can you give this to me for free um yeah like I I think that's a constant frustration I do actually moan about that to quite a lot rightfully so (laughs) so I'm I'm hoping it might change at some point but I don't know I, I say I did this little gritted teeth yeah face to you then because I don't know I've been in the industry for 10 years and, I, and people might listen to this as a whinge but I want you to know brides and grooms who are listening to this now creative people need to eat and pay their rent too yeah. that's true yeah I think a lot of people talk to me like it isn't a job oh. <laughs> like oh. I just sort of draw pretty pictures yeah. just for a laugh and like I do really love my job but yeah you're right you need to eat and pay rent and buy materials buy the materials to create your beautiful things it reminds me I don't know if you guys watched The Office the original Office and Dawn was an artist I always wanted to be a children's illustrator and when people said to me what do you do I would say well I'm an illustrator but I do some reception work for a bit of extra cash and for years I was an illustrator who did some reception work and then Lee thought it would be a good idea for us to both get full-time jobs and, you know, then you're knackered after work and it's hard to fit in time with illustrating, you know, so now when people say, what do you do, I say I'm a receptionist. Always, you know, pipe dreams are good in a way. Well, still hope it will happen. To Keep honest. the dream alive because, you know, otherwise one day you'll go, oh... Could I have yeah. made it? Yeah. You know? And if you keep trying, at least then when it, it doesn't happen, you know, you can go, at least I gave it a go, you know. I'll keep up with doodling like yeah. it was just her little crappy hobby. <laughs> People think, um, well, actually, even my friends kind of refer to me as like, oh, you know, well, sort of like you're, you're working from home, doing like pretty doodles and stuff, and so 
Yeah, you're around, aren't you? Like, I get asked to do lots of things during the day, like errands and things with people. <laughs> like, I'm not working. Yeah, it's annoying. I think people think I just sit at home and watch telly. And yeah. I'll tell you, that TV does not go on once. <laughs> no. Sometimes it does. No. Well, documentaries. Of course, you learn. No, we're, we're, we're educating ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and like things to listen to while you work I find I actually work better when I've got something <laughs> I've actually been listening through some creative business talks great from, they're called they're Elise Gets Crafty and they're Americans so kind of have to pick out the bits that are applicable but so doing that while I work it's kind of like I'm training myself and I'm working um, and yeah and things like cereal and of course amazing <laughs> and the Save the Deck Wedding podcast oh yeah obviously <laughs> Um, I, I again like listen to anything like anything that is like design related so I listen to like quite a lot of art, architectural stuff which is quite interesting like how people got into businesses and listen to like TED talks which is quite interesting yeah TED talks are excellent I think I always try and ask people about podcasts because a lot of my podcast listeners perhaps haven't listened to heaps before you might be a seasoned listener but it's nice to hear especially chicks recommending what they would listen to because there's so many great empowering interesting things to learn and and listen to on the tube or on the bus or in your car yeah it's it's really I'm glad that I rediscovered well not rediscovered I discovered podcasts but like I used to listen to like audio books and the radio more and stuff like that and then I kind of forgot that they existed and then actually now yeah like helps me work it keeps me focused I'm better when I'm not solely focused on what I'm doing oh, I agree strange. No, I agree I've got things going 50 things going on at once my husband goes I don't know you work with 20 tabs open on the Google Chrome I'm like I need those tabs I think you shut the tabs down that's exactly what my husband says <laughs> leave my tabs alone yeah like don't touch them get off he's like why don't you bookmark them I, shut up I'll leave, I'll leave my tabs there if I want to leave my tabs back off hey ladies um, I'm going to post some lovely images of your wares on the Facebook and the Twitters and the various things, but give yourselves a little plug. Not a little, a massive, empowering business plug. Very serious. Very serious. Okay. Um, well, I would love to hear from any of you potential brides and grooms, and I do um, custom orders and templates, and um, you can buy um, DIY sets where I do all the work for you, and you can take it and print it if you want, but then I also print it as well, so it's basically... Um, adapts to whatever you need and um, different people's budgets and uh, what's your business name again so we can find you help (laughs) random middle street lady find me (laughs) that's part of the game if we can locate you you get to buy my stuff Um, i'm called the um, lovely draw of course you are yeah what's your name again for people to if they need to write and address your terry terry muncie is my name come on let's go Hi, oh, yeah. um, I uh, just as a recap, I'm Pinna uh, from Curious Me Design. I do uh, custom stationery and then personal pieces, um, anything from large maps to to smaller traditional size pieces. So yeah, check it out. I will say before we go, the map idea is a great idea, especially if you're going destination or you just want to add not just shitty Google Map. I love you, Google, but it's not as necessarily as nice as having something drawn from the scratch. Yeah, totally. And they they just become really personal and really custom. Like so, I like hand draw them and then watercolor them as well. So it's just adds a bit of personality as well. And if someone's 
coming from like Nigeria and then after you've got the wedding in America or England then after you could just like tie that all in I do love, uh, especially being here today and knowing, yeah, I'm with you guys one-on-one, we're in London, but you will sell your wares to anyone, anywhere, really, won't you? Yeah, totally. Like, that's that's a great thing about Etsy, I think, that you can just sell to anyone, anywhere, and connect with everyone, and it's, it's amazing. It's an international marketplace. It is, yeah. It's, it's, and also, like, the, um, the PDF files that I do mean that people aren't, they, they don't find it strange to order from you. Like, sometimes people worry about delivery costs and stuff, but, yeah, I've sold lots to Australia and New Zealand. Oh, good. We're both good people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They're very nice to work for. Yeah, well, that's right. Again, we sometimes are approach, we people approach, we, we, we approach people, they go, oh, what, you're being too nice. What do you want? It's just who we are as a people. <laughs> it's because we're Londoners, really, isn't well, it? Well, you know, I do struggle on the tube when people won't make eye contact and look at you like they wish you were dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you look at them... Like, people think you're a murderer. Yeah. So maybe I am, maybe I'm not. If you make eye contact with me, that's the risk you take. <laughs> Ladies, enjoy. Thank enjoy. Tom, they yelling now. I'm just excited. <laughs> so lovely to meet such enthusiastic, warm, wonderful people. And honestly, that's what Etsy really does attract. It's people that work really hard at doing something that they love. And uh, sure, I'm sure there are some duds on Etsy. I'm not going to vouch for everyone on Etsy, but I will say the people I have met over this past year have been top people, full stop. So if you want to connect with any of the wonderful interviewees that I featured on today's show, head to savethedatepodcast.com. That is the headquarters, the international headquarters of the podcast. It's the hub. It's where I write my show blog. Now, if you haven't visited before, I, I very much encourage you to visit because I do write some quite long, not long, just sort of expansive blog posts about the topics that I've spoken about. So if something has caught your ear and your attention, I urge you to go to savethedatepodcast.com and then you can scan through all of the episodes. I think I'm up to 55 episodes now. Crackerjack. Crazy, isn't it? So if there's something that you remember that you want to link or you can't remember which website I've talked about, I will pretty much guarantee it's there. If you are trying to find something and I haven't listed it, do send me an email. I'm very responsive, sometimes a little slow, but I promise I will get back to you and I always answer questions if they are left. Maybe you want to tweet me at Save the Date PC. I've got about 20 Well, I think it's 22,000 followers. It goes up all the time. It's a delight. And you are very responsive, my fellow Twitter people. Perhaps you're an Instagrammer. I'm quite new to Instagram. I'm trying to really get involved. But, I mean, how many photos of me without makeup do you really need to see? I try not to post any of that stuff. It's mainly wedding-related things. Sometimes you see my husband. He's a handsome gentleman, if I do say so myself. (laughs) I have to say that. But he is. He really is. Hey, have you claimed your free copy of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Guide to Getting Hitched? That's a mouthful. 155 pages of wedding planning goodness just from me to you. I wrote a book a couple of years ago and uh, instead of selling it on Amazon, actually it is still available on Amazon, I will say that, but instead of selling it to you, I would like to gift that to you as a big thank you for being a part of the Save the Date wedding podcast listeners. It means a lot to me that you are on board and uh, it means a lot to me that you are a subscriber and a regular listener. It's very important. I do this for fun at the moment. This is not my full-time job. This is just a 
something that I love doing and I would love to make it a little bit more of a day-to-day thing. So I'm also starting, as you've heard, Hey Lady, my second podcast that's coming in June. And maybe you're listening to this in the year 2096. I don't know what the future's like, but hopefully Hey Lady was a really successful podcast and I had a really nice time and you enjoyed listening to it. That's meta. Again, I really enjoy that sort of uh, stuff. So, okay. That brings me to the end of the Save the Day Etsy invitation special. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned. I mean, I learned a lot about letterpress. That's crazy. Letterpress, I had no idea that the presses were hundreds of years old. I'm quite happy to pay the money now I know that. And it looks beautiful. And it's nice to rub your hands over the embossed the embossed sort of uh, details there. Very nice. If uh, you have an Etsy supplier that you really like, that you've enjoyed using, that has a great feedback, that's have a beautiful sort of product, send it to me. Tweet them to me. I love giving people promotions. I love promoting people whenever I can and helping people out. So if, if there's someone that you've used that you love, let me know. I'll retweet it. I'll send it out to my Facebook people. All right. Until next time. I wish you all the best. Send me your questions as well for Q&A and uh, have a great week. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.